Seven Elementary, Season 3, Episode 3, Gregory's Garden Goofballs, and Season 3, Episode 4, Smoking is over. But we are here to talk about it again on Abbott Elementary, a post-show recap on RecapKickback.com. That's right. I'm back to continue coverage of Abbott Elementary on my own podcast called Recap Kickback, which can be found on all platforms on uh, and on video on YouTube. Uh, and back with me again to cover the most recent two episodes of Abbott Elementary, my common law podcast co-host under common law. It's Gia Worthy. Gia, welcome back. Thank you, Chappelle. I am so happy to be back and with the cool teacher, too. You know, I have mm-hmm. also been thinking about buying a chain and would like to know your thoughts on that but we can wait until the end of this podcast because we know like i know you don't like to be disturbed and we're we're doing something now so we can continue no listen you're still the cool teacher in my eyes uh gia honestly i've been the cool teacher before not to jump the gun but i felt surprised me I felt so seen in this uh, in this episode with Gregory as the cool teacher. I also felt seen in the other episode called Smoking for, you know, unknown reasons that we might not disclose today. But yeah, um, I was I was excited about these two episodes. I think with episode one and two being so strong, in my opinion, and then three and four. I, I don't know. This this show is flawless to me, Gia. What did you think about episodes three and four? Oh, they were so good. I feel almost. It, I feel like it almost does a little bit of a disservice to have them back, like, to have these two episodes filmed back to back, because I think I really enjoyed the latest episode, episode four, so much. I thought it was, they had so many great points as a, a former uh, survivor of the D.A.R.E. program or G- D.A.R.E. <laughs> adjacent programs. I felt very seen in that uh in that show as or in that episode in particular but they're both really strong episodes i've been so excited to talk about Tariq's return in a way that feels kind of unexpected but was equally hilarious i don't know how they were able to actually pull this off and it was just a very great uh a batch of episodes all around so they were both very very good yeah, I, I was ready to come in and uh call episodes one and two, like the greatest episodes of Abbott. You know, when last week we talked about it, I was like, oh, they were so good. Everything from Ava and the Gregory and uh and Janine, will they, won't they? It was it was such a strong episode. And then episode four just comes in. I was just like, it's so smart, it's so well written, it's funny. The kids are just pulling so much weight on this show and just their little tiny moments, and I'm sure we'll get into that too. I just I just haven't found the flaw with the show. Maybe it's too short. Maybe every episode should be an hour long, Gia. I mean, Survivor did it. Why can't Abbott Elementary? Yeah, up it. What what else are we doing, right? They certainly have fine. the budget. Survivor's not even bringing football players on to guest star. On. I mean, they have in the past, but, you know, not like this. So I think it would be great. I think I would love an, uh, more Abbott Elementary hour long specials. Right. Or can we get Abbott the movie? I'm just saying there's a lot to get into that we we are just not tapping on because Abbott has so much untapped potential, but it's also just firing on all cylinders and I love it all. So thank y'all for listening to our coverage here at Recap Kickback. If you're still listening on Abbott Elementary, a post show recap, what are you doing? Subscribe to Recap Kickback on recapkickback.com slash subscribe and join the party over here because we're talking about a lot of different stuff, but uh, we're de- definitely going to keep you Abbott uh, Elementary coverage as long as possible because the show is just so good so gia let's go ahead and get into it let's episode yeah episode three is gregory's garden goofballs and this is because gregory is the cool teacher there's a lot to unpack there but even more importantly Tariq has a junior now tj is a thing what do you think about this new storyline where Tariq is a a stepdad to one of the students. Now, of course, obviously not a real stepdad, but stepdad in his mind and also maybe biological dad in his mind. I I love this because I was hopeful that, you know, uh, we talked about a potential storyline future for side characters like Gary um, last episode, the vending machine guy, and being able to say that, you know, like with the case of Tariq, just because his relevance to the season one plot is no longer there he's no longer uh janine's boyfriend i think that the positive reception that he has received in this time here 
um, was indicative that like, you know, just because they broke up doesn't mean that uh, we are broken up from Tyreek in the show. And so I'm glad that they are still finding ways to bring him back and that, you know, the way that this episode ended, it implied that we would be seeing a lot more of him. So I think that, you know, even if this uh, current relationship doesn't uh, work out with Tariq in particular, I think that it is an excellent opportunity to keep him in the mix and kind of shows that the show has no, uh, no plans to permanently push him aside which i love yeah i love that abbott elementary essentially has just highlighted how much of a star zach fox is you know the man is so talented i've seen him do so much stuff if you're not following on twitter what are you doing uh follow him on twitter follow him all social media platforms the guy's amazing right he comes in and he basically steals the show as Tariq. And now you can't get rid of him i don't think there's any world where anybody wants to see him go so you have to work him back into the story in some way but Gia, yeah. this was very interesting to me because Tariq comes in. He is dating the mother of a child named Nick. But in Tariq's mind, this is basically his child because he wants to be common law married uh, to Nick's mom at some point, making him uh, Nick's common law stepdad or his common law real dad under the common law. Uh, and so he wants to establish a connection with him, but also let him know that I'm the guy. I'm your dad. We're going to start doing things that me and my dad did. He wants to um, watch set it off at a very young age which again relatable content yeah uh, i was about to say was that also something that that is that just a rite of passage because i still give my dad shit for having us watch hardball when we were uh probably <laughs> around the same age as little tj there yeah some dads they want you to watch what they like they don't actually yeah. think about the content of what it was that they liked right because i'm with you hardball sure great sports movie also tremendously sad devastating movie something you would not show your kids unless you want them to cry all night to sleep so yes yeah i'm surprised you've recovered from that oh i haven't but thank you for checking it <laughs> right r.i.p.g baby you know yes. um <laughs> not to spoil it yeah yeah I'm, yeah we don't want to go too far off the rails but yes r.i.p.g baby we 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 know we know um but yes so with tj uh, Tariq is trying his best, but he's missing the mark. Barbara has to come in and give some pointers like, hey, why don't you use his real name? Why don't you try to connect with him in a real, in a real genuine fashion? And Tariq starts picking that up. But that is not the most interesting thing about this storyline to me. Barbara does ask Tariq at some point, you know, so are we going to see you throughout? Like, are you only going to be the one picking up the kid? And he says, yeah, the mom, she's working crazy hours, so I'll be here. But at the end of the episode, there's a moment where Tariq sees Janine and he's like, Janine, girl, don't try to spin the block with me. You know, I'm not I'm, I'm not down for that. And of course, she looks unbothered. She's not worried about it. But there is a moment where Ava does kind of just casually throw out to Janine, you know, Tariq got a kid in uh, Barbara's class yeah. and leaves the room. Now, this is me just with my conspiracy hat on. Is there a world where we see the Janine and Tariq realignment? Maybe the get back together for this two. These two couples. Oh God, year, I hope not. I I kind of want it. It's crazy. No, Isn't I, it funnier like, with Tariq and I, I hope not. I can see. I see where you're <laughs> going, and I think that it is not out of the realm of possibility. But I really enjoy Tariq as we are currently get getting him because, like, he <laughs> had his moment. He had his moments in season one right like he was still like a very funny character I feel like if he wasn't obviously people would not be asking for him to return but it was all under the uh the shroud basically of him being Janine's boyfriend that was very much not right for her and now that they no longer are together I'm very happy to see that they're still finding ways to include him without that attachment to Janine that immediate connection so I I just like him better when he's not with Janine in a relationship I could definitely see them like teaming up in something like if we actually get a PTA a parent Tariq alliance at some point (laughs) I think that that could be something with um with uh like Janine's part in the 
um, fellowship now. Maybe that's something that she uh, fights for for Abbott Elementary, thinking that like the the parent teacher alliance is actually or association, whatever it's called, is actually a good idea. So I could see it being something like that. I do not in any way want to see her get back together or even even consider getting back together. I will like maybe accept a one night stand situation, like a hit it and quit it type situation. Just 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 for a little razzle dazzle, a little sprinkle sprinkle in uh in the uh episode drama, because we all know Gregory put a period on it. Yeah. Um I'm sorry. I am on the opposite side of this. I I see it. I see the drama right there and I kind of want it a little bit. Here's the thing. You got Tariq floating around the school for no apparent reason. Uh, He's just friends with, uh, I mean, he's the stepdad to this kid, essentially. Janine's going to be in the school. Gregory's not giving her the time of day. Vince Staples has a show now, you know? So uh, like, what else, what else is she doing? And then at the same time, He's got a kid now, so maybe he looks more mature. You know, he is throwing it up in his face, up in her face at some point. She's like, oh, my, uh, what is it? Childless ex just walked in. Yes. Um, you know, I just think that maybe he looks more appealing as a father, you know, someone who's a little bit more grounded. And, you know, uh, <laughs> I think that that could be something that I would like to see the show lean into. I'm with you now. Realistically speaking, Janine, stay away. That is not for you. Don't you don't yeah. want that. You don't want the old thing back. Trust me, it's not it's not for you. But for me, as far as TV goes, yeah, give me like Janine looking at Tariq again, but Gregory like seething from the corner. That's my type of television. I would love to see them working more on their platonic friendship between Tariq because they when they were together, even though it was very obvious to all of us that they were not right for each other. This was not going to be like a permanent relationship within the show that they still had funny moments that even if we weren't rooting for them as a couple, we're like rooting for both characters as individuals. So I would love to see something like that where even just like, Oh, like they are becoming more so friends. They actually, you know, the things that brought them together are kind of coming out. And then Gregory misinterprets that as like, you know, they're they're probably going to get back together. And then that's how we get the Gregory jealousy thing mm. going on there. Okay. Like you're, you're, so you're completely out on the Tariq Janine. And I'm no, kind of still, yeah, no. I mean, I'm, still, I I'm like Ava. World, I'm pushing it. <laughs> I know. I can see a world where it would happen. I just don't personally want to. I feel like there's enough going on with the show that Janine doesn't need to go back to her ex that she's had since eighth grade like that. Yeah. She has other options. There are other avenues to make Gregory jealous. And I just think we should explore those as well. Agreed. Agreed. I I, I can come that I can, I can come to that conclusion, but also still hold out hope for drama. That's fine. Um, so it will be good. I will still be watching if that does happen. So like, you know, I'll be set as the kids say. (laughs) <laughs> so also in this episode uh we talked about it a little bit mr eddie he's he's the cool teacher now and i love this storyline because it felt relatable it felt lived in it feels like gregory is the perfect type of teacher to give this storyline to someone who cannot be bothered with the personal lives of his kids but also the kids are fascinated by him they're like oh he's so cool um he's like oh he he's probably got all the women he's like God, he's gardening that must be cool He's like a good role model, and the kids have nowhere else to look. And so it's kind of like, boom. If they think he's cool, this is perfect, because we know Gregory is kind of straight-laced. He really is. Um, The kids find their way into his office, and they are trying to be his best friend. This is my least favorite thing about being an educator. I hate when kids want to be my best friend. I understand the the idea of make a personal connection with them because you want them to trust you. You want them to to be able to open up to you and to be willing to take in your teachings because if a kid doesn't trust you, it's a wrap, right? These kids obviously trust him, but they want to talk about stuff that has nothing to do with school, stuff that will derail conversations. They want to fart in his classroom. They're like, hey, what about the females? And he's really trying his best to steer them. Yeah, I was not seeing this go in the direction that it went in because he tells them, hey, don't buy a new chain. Focus on your schoolwork. These seem like all the correct answers. The next thing we know, one of the students is in the hallway crying about how she hates him. He ruined her life. 
and got her dumped by her boyfriend. What happened, Gia? Uh, it's because, like, Melissa says it best. This is, like, a delicate ecosystem of as much as we want to be able to tell, like, this is, like, the middle schooler age, age range that are becoming attached to Gregory, where... Like, just because we can tell them, like, you're 12, why are you worried about a relationship? Just focus on school and doing things for yourself. Then, uh, like, that makes sense. But kids are going to be in these relationships that are only built for, like, a few months at a time. They're going to be, you know, uh, they're going to be coming to you with uh, your problems, your relationship problems, and things like that. And as a teacher, like, you, it's, in a perfect world, they'd listen to your advice about you don't need to be worrying about this stuff right now. But that's just not realistic for especially this age grade, age range where probably going into like their first relationship, their first boyfriend, girlfriend situations there. So like, I totally get where Gregory is coming from here because it's just so relatable because it's always the teacher that doesn't want to be the cool teacher that... <laughs> ends up with that position. Um, and everything that he was saying was correct in like a adult mindset like that. But uh, not everything that applies to uh, to the real world, the world outside of school, your adult life applies also to middle school, unfortunately. Yeah. And I think that Gregory definitely misses the opportunity here because these are not his students. Those are the best students to be the cool teachers to because yeah. they're not yours. You can tell them whatever and send them on to their teacher to undo all your damage. Yes, um, yes, which is part of the problem we got because then Melissa was uh, one of the, these aren't her classmate or her students, but she has been assisting the girlfriend in trying to convince her boyfriend to get a chain to make it think that it was his idea. So you know, all again, all of this missing information that Gregory did not know ahead of time. Did you hear at the beginning also that um, the part of the reason these boys are coming down to uh, to get advice from Mr. Eddie is because Mr. Morton is now using his classroom for couples therapy. So apparently at some point, Mr. Morton was the cool teacher. I just want us to think about that for a moment as we move on. Just like, yeah, yeah, we have to sit with that. And and that makes me question Jacob a lot more. You know, like we in the past yeah. have talked about how Jacob has an unnatural uh, just hate for Mr. Morton. And knowing that Mr. Morton is the cool teacher, it kind of makes sense, right? Because we yeah. know Jacob does not love that. I mean, he's looking at Gregory funny throughout this episode. Like, well, why are the kids coming to you? I don't understand. So maybe that's a part of the reason why Jacob hates him so much. But Mr. Morton, in the past two weeks that we uh, are worth a web of episodes, so episode one, part one and two, and then these two episodes, Mr. Morton has been catching strays. You know, um, his relationship is on the rocks. He's going to couples therapy. I think um, the first episode... Um, I want to say um, Jacob just randomly threw out his name. I think even in the smoking episode, they're like, who smokes cigarettes? Oh, I bet it's Mr. Morton. You know, um, I need him to come back and defend himself. Fight back, Mr. Morton. This isn't cool. I don't know. Do, are we are we pro or anti Mr. Morton here? I love Mr. Morton. I love yeah. all of the... So, like, there is obviously the core seven, the teachers, uh, Ava and Mr. Johnson. It's like our core seven. But one thing that I really liked about season two and part of it was because we got 22 episodes with it is that they were really starting to evolve the Abbott Elementary lore. So we got to meet the cafeteria staff. We got to meet mm -hmm. the librarian. We got to meet um, Mr. Morton and some of the other teachers in there, the health teacher, all of Everybody that makes up the staff uh, of Abbott Elementary. And I really enjoyed that. And as much as I like this season, it currently we have not seen a lot of the staff outside of the core seven there. And I miss them a little bit. Like, I know they are uh, paying a little more attention to Janine's uh, fellowship. But, you know, I just, they're fine. They're But they're not any of the people we got to know in season two that I was really excited to see more of them. Yeah, I, I probably agree. I, I'm, I'm pro Mr. Morton. I'm pro all of the extra characters yeah. that we get because but they're I, always so fun and well-written. 
Yes. And I also think that like Mr. Morton made a great foil for some of our main teachers here. And he contributed to some of the funniest moments in the season last year with uh, picking fights with particularly like Janine Gregory and uh, Jacob. So I'm hoping that we do get him and some of the other staff members back too. I don't know if the shortness of the season or the, Mm. um, the extra or like the, the lesser episodes kind of add to the fact that we aren't really seeing any of them lately. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, It's probably, that's probably why Um, in this episode, Gregory has to deal with being the, the cool teacher he pushes back against it melissa and uh mr johnson who was always on the right side of history come in and talk to him and say, hey you always ask mr johnson for advice this is no different he would like to live his own life he saved your life you would be dead if it wasn't for mr johnson so take that and learn from it with how you deal with these kids melissa says the same thing i'm here for the kids you're here to teach your class we're very different in that way maybe you should think about that and so now Gregory's opening his class up to where during his off period, he can talk to people outside from Mr. Uh, Johnson and let them, you know, in a little bit so that they trust him. They feel comfortable at the school, but also he's drawing his boundaries, you know, to where they're not going to talk about certain things, but he's still going to let them in and let them fart in his classroom. So overall, good episode for Gregory, I think, Gia. Oh, yeah. I think this was a really great path for Gregory, and I'm really enjoying seeing seeing how he how he does his thing especially with again like what you said these are the older uh classes he teaches first grade so it's nice to see him building that connection with some of the older students as well yeah and you mentioned the outside characters outside of the core seven uh and we haven't talked about them a lot on this episode but the foundation people still exist and janine her whole entire storyline this episode is making sure that one of her kids gets the accommodations she needs as an interpreter. So she has a student named Amani, I think, and Amani uh, cannot, uh, she does, she needs a hearing aid and she needs uh, like, like an interpreter in classrooms. Jacob uses uh, sign language to some extent, but it's not good enough. And so Janine is using her pool at the district to try to make that happen. But she finds out very quickly that getting accommodations for one student is very difficult because it becomes a solo mission. She has to go to accounting and make sure they have the budget. She has to go to HR and make sure the person is hireable. She has to interview the person and make sure that they meet the qualifications and that they would work for uh, Abbott Elementary. And she pretty much has to do this all in one day because she says she wants this stuff to happen now. So we watch Janine go in, try to get certain documents passed through, try to get things notarized, having to deal with a lot of red tape and being unsuccessful throughout the episode. Um, Eventually, star of the season, star of the series, Ava catches on that Amani is not being able to keep up in in her class. And also she's missing out on some of Ava's good jokes. And so she needs Janine to go above and beyond and go the extra mile and get something to happen for one of her kids. And so we see Janine do something that I've seen educators do a lot. You go directly to the parents and say, Hey, I can't make this happen because of all the rules in front of me, but you could bring bad publicity onto the school and that can make things happen. So get to work. The parents end up making some calls. Janine makes some calls. And by the end, we see that Janine is talking to Manny about how she was able to get stuff done. And that's what they really value about her in the district. Uh, Gia, this Manny character. Now, mm-hmm. we've talked about him in episode one. I said yeah. I felt like there was a little, you know, a little tension there mm-hmm. romantically. I didn't really feel it in this episode. I felt like it was more like almost professional. I, I feel like they're pulling yeah. back from the Manny of it all. Yeah, they're took they're taking kind of a back seat here with it. I'm excited to see how these next batches of episodes, whether they move forward with that storyline that I thought they were going in that direction or really pull back. Maybe they tried it with the first few episodes and decided, mm, yeah, it's not really working for us. Or maybe they just never had that plan in general. So I'm excited to see where that goes. But the fellowship part in particular was not really present here, even though they were uh, their setting, their office was a big piece of uh, of the main storyline for this episode. Yeah, um, we get a lot of them in the office. We get a lot of Ava popping in and being like, hey, you my mole, right? And Janine be like, yes. no, I'm not. And she's like, yes, you are. Um, but yeah, it took a village 
to get this to happen, right? We need it. We need everybody to go above and beyond, but it happens for kids a lot where there's just one policy that you can't get around because it takes so much, uh, it takes so much work and it's time sensitive and you have to move mountains for, for what would seem like a small issue, but I don't think any kid is a small issue when it comes to something like accommodations, just so they have an equal chance of not only getting their schoolwork, but also accommodating their, um, their socialization into the classroom, right? Like if she's missing, like she has to translate everything through her phone before she can even react to any of the jokes or any of the situations. She's just a little bit behind everybody else's uh, pace because of that. And so I like that Abbott Elementary addresses these real world issues because these are very much things that happen. Uh, and also it's just things that you don't really think about. You know, it's like you have a classroom of 30 kids and then one student walks in with an accommodation you weren't prepared for, the, the school isn't prepared for. We know Abbott just got chargers for their iPads that they just got. So yeah, not at the forefront of, you know, technology and stuff like that. So I was happy. I was happy with the storyline. I'm happy it worked out for Janine. And it does feel like she's getting very comfortable at the district. I don't want to uh, jump too far ahead, but I do feel like Janine, she loves teaching, but I think that she's very good in a role like this. If if she didn't go back to Abbott at full time, I don't know if I would hate it. Yeah, I kind of, it's nice to see this step for Janine there's an, I I think they could do several more seasons of just the shenanigans of the school there's enough material there um by virtue of like it's a school so we're gonna get new kids some kids are gonna graduate things like that uh, there's room for stuff like that and I do think that they could just do several seasons of just the school shenanigans and call it a day. But I do think for Janine as a character, someone that's very ambitious, someone that really wants the best for the students, this is a really good opportunity for her to test her limits and uh, really learn about her career, her future as an educator. So I'm not mad about it. Um, don't take away from my side characters ever again, though. You know, like that, right. that part's too much. So, so you're not loving Manny as a side character? He's fine, but he's not like, I, I mean, if I'm thinking about, I don't know what to think of Manny right now. Cause I, I mm -hmm. think once we get to know a little more, I'll have an actual opinion about him. My assumption is right now that he is a potential love interest for Janine for a brief period of time. However, I do, you know, like thinking about like this side story to last season's big side story about like the charter schools and everything with that like the side characters we got from that um it just feels very different and i liked the charter school storyline a little bit better because we got to see all these side characters that really were just as uh animated as the main characters in abbott yeah agreed agreed but that about wraps up episode three Mm -hmm. uh, it was a fun episode. Like I said, it's very smart the way they're telling these stories about the struggles at some of these these schools and the benefit of, that it has with, to, to have somebody in the district who can go the extra mile and make sure this stuff happens for these kids. Episode four, Gia. I laughed. I hollered during this episode. Smoking is an all-timer. I think everybody should watch it, whether you care about Abbott Elementary or not. If you don't care about Abbott Elementary, what are you doing? But also, show this to your friends and family, because this is how you do a sitcom, as far as I'm concerned. Gee, I saw the clips on Twitter before, like a, like a, like a teaser, and I screamed, and then I went and watched the episode, and it was so good. Oh, my God. It was amazing from beginning to end. So I saw people just... I didn't spoil myself on the episode, but... I saw people's just random tweets saying this episode is so funny. I was hollering the whole time. I had no idea what it was even about. We get like five minutes into the episode and you can tell some of the ways that they are probably going to go in the direction for this episode. And oh my God, was it so relatable because I think there were a lot of people that had to deal like our age range that had to deal with very ineffective and unprepared, uh, anti-drug, anti-violence, anti-cigarette campaigns. And while a lot of the stuff that we know now, like I don't 
not that smoking isn't a big deal, but I was kind of the same way, like the, but like someone smoking a cigarette, like a cigarette is what all of this drama is about here. Cause like, it just feels like something that isn't as prevalent to us right now. Like, so it, it was interesting to see them really address like, these are the changing times now. Yeah, I think if this is 20 years ago, you get a storyline like this from any show about elementary schools, right? They're like, oh, someone was smoking in the in the bathroom. It's like, oh, okay, that, that might be tough. Um, but now, I was like, cigarettes? Okay, we still doing that? You know, it kind of felt like Janine. Like, I thought we got rid of those. You know, I know people still smoke cigarettes, and I'm not judging them at all. I just, I've, it hasn't really sounded like a social issue in a very long time. Uh but there were a lot of social issues tackled in this episode. Episode basically could have been called drugs. What happens is uh, one of the students comes in. They uh, we, we start the episode off with the fire alarm being addressed uh, because one of the students was caught smoking in the bathroom and he was smoking cigarettes. And when the Abbott teachers go to address this issue, they realize that cigarettes is not on the list of banned substances that they have. Um and it's a long list. So for them to have on the school's website, no skateboarding, no vaping, no loitering, no horseplay, no weapons, no open flames, no bullying, and no gambling. I think later on they, they mentioned no graffiti as well. It got graffitied over so no one can see that. But be that as it may, it's a lot of rules. A lot of rules and regulations here. And cigarettes was completely left off the list and on purpose. It just feels like cigarettes are not in the zeitgeist as it used to be, right? Like fidget spinners even ends up on the list, but not cigarettes. And so the teachers have to parse with that while also um, revealing to us in one of the funnier scenes of this entire show that all of them have their own vices and they probably should not be uh, throwing any stones in the glass houses that they live in. The scene in the teacher's lounge, yeah. was amazing. It's so good. It's so it, good. It all of the best scenes are in this break room. I swear to God. Uh, them sharing their conspiracy theories last yeah. year. Them fighting Mr. Morton about um, where Gregory had stood up about haircut and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Like, the break room is where the magic happens, I'm convinced. Because it was so good. So good. Mm -hmm. um, but this does feel like, I don't know exactly what the marijuana laws are in Philly. But mm -hmm. in Massachusetts, where I live, uh, weed has been legalized for several years now. Like once I was in college was when it was officially decriminalized and went through the whole process to legalize it, essentially. So it's not. Um, so our state as a whole, the attitude on weed, especially if you're over 18, has changed drastically. And even in like the next the last decade. And I think sort of the reverse is true with cigarettes not that our attitudes about it haven't changed it has but i think that we grew up with such uh marketing about like just how heavily stigmatized cigarettes were like you're you're dirty if you smoke cigarettes your lungs are gonna and um you know turn black if you smoke one cigarette you know like there, there are just some things ingrained in our head. I don't know about you, Chappelle, but that was just not anything that, like, Melissa talks about how she was, like, a, a teen smoker. So she was somebody that this D.A.R.E. pro, the FADE program was, like, for, essentially. Mm -hmm. Like, she's the reason that program exists. But they don't have, but, like, the effectiveness of, like, just the message that cigarettes are bad on our generation, I think just a lot of us just don't necessarily have an interest in smoking cigarettes. Not that I don't think anybody's wrong for smoking cigarettes. That is your choice. But I just don't think it's like the concern for people. I think it's still like drinking, you know, weed, like some of the other things that are becoming bigger concerns now, like prescriptions and things like that. Yeah, cigarettes was popular. It was popping at the time, you yes. know, to be anti-cigarettes, to have cigarettes. It was like, oh, okay, we got, this is like something that we all have to talk about. But I think you're right. I think that the D.A.R.E. program, to some extent, did a number on us when it came to cigarettes. Because I, I know a lot of people who are like, scoff at cigarettes, but smoke other things that are very similar, you know? And yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, well, wh why not why not cigarettes at that point? 
Um, I don't smoke cigarettes, but uh, I think, yeah, I've always been kind of under the impression that you smoke cigarettes, your lung, your lung is going to get black and then you're going to get cancer or something like that. Yeah. And all those things are true, possibly, right? If you do anything at excess, you can definitely suffer uh, from, you know, all different types of adverse reactions. But in this episode, we do have to address other vices that have come into play since, you know, probably the decline of the popularity of cigarettes and that all, and vices that also might have contributed to that decline. Right. So with the legalization of marijuana in a lot of places, like, OK, well, maybe people who smoke cigarettes are now deciding to smoke marijuana instead. Um, you know, it was something that was probably more hidden, you know, that people were so they were so stigmatized it wasn't talked about as much it was kind of like we can we can campaign against cigarettes but we're not going to acknowledge weed because that's just so off yeah. the you know it's off our radar as far as like a real problem we need to get these legalized drugs out of the way um so janine we uh find out well she reveals that jacob vapes vaping is probably the biggest thing in the world right now i mean every, there's, there's yeah. a vape version of every other drug that there is in the world you could vape you could vape whatever and Jacob vaping all throughout the day, throughout Saltburn, in school probably when the kids aren't looking, is a problem. They definitely talk about how like, hey, it's this is pretty bad, especially because you do it so much. But yes. then Jacob uses that moment to throw Janine under the bus, and I was not expecting to find out that uh, Janine is a partakes in the devil's lettuce, the ganja, the, Mar the Mary Jane. The Mary Jane, yeah, the reefer, you know. Um, I that, that I feel like this this was this was Quinta coming out here. Okay, this was not Janine. <laughs> I know because I was uh, I'm like Janine. Janine. But, Everybody yeah. reacted the same way. The whole yes. teachers lab was like Janine. I'm thinking, wait a minute, this yes. is fine. It's legal but some places. But I also do think that like it was kind of nice to see them bring Janine into this conversation because you would think that Janine is very straight laced and would never even consider partaking in um, any type of illicit substances. But I think that what this show is, and I don't think, and I think they did a good job in not villainizing any one particular vice more or less than the other, including the cigarette smoking. Um, but I think it was good to see for other people, especially as we're cult we have a changing culture and attitudes about marijuana and particularly, I think of like, Hey, like the person you assume is smoking weed or what the average weed smoker, edible ingester, whatever you want to say at this point, they're, it's not just like the stoner that you stereotype that you picture in your head. It's a lot of people smoke or have some type of, uh, outlet to relax in there even gregory partakes in some of this too the another person that i wouldn't necessarily pin down as somebody that would take part in edibles or anything like that so i would it was nice it was nice to see that so that we could actually begin to have the real conversation of this episode which is that the drug curriculum, the anti-drug curriculum that they currently have is very ineffective and very outdated for what the times uh, are right now, especially with kids having so much more information than at the axis of their fingertips versus like what we had when we were around this age. Yeah, maybe we should just ship all the kids off to a third world country where they can't just Google this information, right? <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we have Janine who smokes the devil's lettuce. I think that that's great to show because teachers are people as well, right? Like mm -hmm. Janine can be a professional and a good educator and make it to the district and also smoke some medicinal, it's Philly, medicinal marijuana. She makes sure she points that out. But again, if it's legal, you know, what's, what is the big deal? So yeah. medicinal marijuana for Janine, va vape for Jacob. Gregory has a protein edible every now and then on the weekends to wind down because research says something or other that made it okay and uncool. Um, Ava is a hookah head. Not shocked. I we know Ava. That. I know. Yeah, we know Ava in real life. That yeah, obviously uh, yeah. she microdoses a little bit. Just you know, just, she don't she have, to, she don't have that. to measure it. Yeah, that that sounds like enough. Barbara demolishing little bottles of Chardonnay despite saying that her real vice is Jesus, street name Christ. Uh, Melissa has been snorting liquid mar or marijuana, or at least rubbing CBD oil on her joints. Each of them has a vice. Uh, 
I don't even want to get into Mr. Johnson because he called them crackheads and I spit my drink out. He's like, crackheads, all of you. And I was like, okay, this is fine. And I trust um, his co- judgment call on that. Yes, because he's bathing in frankincense and rosemary while he's hitting a blunt. Again, I'm sure uh, legal blunt, you know, mar- uh, like, you know, medical marijuana blunt, yes. whatever. Yeah, but while all this is happening, one of the students actually sees this. And that is something that I was not prepared for. I, I enjoyed the conversation when it was happening. But they have to stop abruptly because one of the students has recorded and posted this on all platforms that their t- his teachers are massive hypocrites whose judgment cannot be trusted because maybe they were high when they said it. I don't know. You know, uh, that kid deserves whatever Emmy they're about to win for next season. He should be able to accept it because he, he stole the show for me on this episode. That one in the little kid that when Janine said hi to him, he said, I bet you are. Yes, actually, let's give the kids an ensemble win because the little girl's like, uh, um, Miss Barbara, yeah, Miss Howard, is that Pinot Grigio? That's the straw that breaks the camel's back because it's like, okay, pick on Janine, fine, pick on Jacob and his vape, no harm, no foul, but you'll start picking on Barbara. You got the babies talking about it, yeah, yeah. That was rough. And this boils down to because of, I think, a couple things. One, of course, we already talked about it, changing attitudes. Um, but the second is that, like, they, I think the culture of education really discourages teachers from being able to uh, talk about their lives outside of the place. So being able to, like, you have to maintain a certain facade and it doesn't allow for us to be able to explain in a coherent way that isn't going to make somebody freak out that like, yes, Mrs. Howard will have some wine every once in a while to unwind. And also like some adults will decide to partake in some type of uh, Mary Jane uh, devil's lettuce. And it does not mean that they're a bad person or that they're ill-equipped to teach they're not coming into work high or anything like that but there's no nuance like that right now just like when we got to the fade show where they're taking the q a there's no nuance for what type of drugs you can or cannot take yeah um you're right it gets to the fade show and we luckily abbott has already established a universe where we have an answer for this now i don't know which happens first i don't know if they're like we need a fade program in this show or we need an episode dedicated to fade program. Like they, the way they work this back into the storyline to me was perfect because um, Tariq is no longer with fade uh, pending litigation that he is apparently losing. Um, he will seemingly not be back with fade anytime soon, but we have Slimothy or Timothy uh, as the new fade representative come in and give a presentation to the students in a very Tariq fashion. Gia, do you recognize Slimothy from anywhere? I didn't until you told you told me where he yes. was from. Yes. Can, I can't unsee it now. Okay. So um, Quinta Brunson, we know, is from, uh, she is from like social media platform fame. Like she got yes. like big on Vine. She was like a BuzzFeed girl. Like she, she, she started in like the digital platform era and she made a name for herself. Uh, massive megastar. I cannot sing her praises enough. So I'm very excited to see that in this episode, she is showing love to other content creators who like very similar, I I think very similarly have a background to her starting in like the digital content space. So we see uh, who I believe is Casey Frey as the TikTok influencer who most people might know from the white guy shirtless dancing with that ax. That's all I see when I see this man. Uh, But he is a... who I believe is portraying the new Tariq, right? He's Slimothy. He's got giving kind of the uh, appropriated Tariq. And it's not going over well with the kids. It doesn't feel authentic. It doesn't feel lived in. And um, it's very swaggy. I'll give him that. He was dancing his ass off. He really was. But aside from that, I don't think they were picking up what he was putting down, Gia. No, um, I don't entirely know what his message was. Um, say what you want about Tariq, but, you know, I think uh while he was often um maybe worded it poorly the no drug sentiment was reached i think with Tariq's time there but 
yeah, I don't really know what the purpose of his art. This seems like um, some very out of touch individuals picked a person that they thought would relate to the youth. Mm hmm. Yes. And uh, he tries. He tries. He is a mean nene. There's yeah. There are a couple moments where I'm thinking this Casey guy is hilarious. Um, Slimothy. I mean, he also brings in another fade representative who does lead a Q and A portion of this whole conversation about drugs, where the students have questions about how often. Uh, or, I'm, I'm sorry. Her name is Caroline. So Caroline comes in and she wants to speak to the youth the young use of color about, about their drug use or lack thereof or whatever. And so the kids have questions. They say, how was a cigarette after work? Like my mom, what about wine? My mom has a glass of wine. My dad has a glass of wine. What about my mom? She has, she takes edibles for her glaucoma. And Caroline is trying to give her little one word, like one word answers to their questions. Right. So she's kind of like cigarette after work. If she wants to be a patient one day, uh, what about wine? Uh, sobriety is better. Edibles for glaucoma. That for glaucoma part, the medicinal part of this is really starts to get the ball rolling on the nuance to some of this drug use, right? Because if edibles are good without glaucoma, why would they be good? Why would they be good with glaucoma? You know what I'm saying? Like, why is it okay sometimes and not all the time? And so the kids start asking more important questions and like diving into some of these discussions and even using the tools at their at, at, at their disposal, their phones to Google conversations about this. And they see that CNN is saying that this is a renaissance, very similar to prohibition when it comes to marijuana and that marijuana is being legalized in a way that alcohol used to be stigmatized and illegal. And now it's illegal. So it's bringing a lot of questions to the forefront. And uh, Caroline is not, uh, she's not really equipped to answer the questions. At one point, she says, yeah, the one I think one of the kids asked, if I have to do a drug for the rest of my life, my life depended on it, which one is the least bad drug? And she goes, I don't know, cigarettes? And all the teachers are like, no, shut yeah. it down. You know, um, I love this scene. This scene and yeah. the scene in the teacher's lounge are the best two scenes of the show so far. Yeah. And the even Ava has had enough of this woman asking if she was high, in fact, because just the answers are so bad. And this is clearly a program that was made without the input of any kids or like and no test runs or anything like that, because this seems like a very obvious thing is if you give young kids a blanket statement like drugs are bad, um, this is what drug, this is what constitutes as drugs, this is what constitutes as alcohol, and you give them the opportunity to ask questions, they're going to ask questions and you need to be able to answer it in a comprehensive way. Like we know, of course, it is your mom is not a bad person if she has a glass of wine at the end of the day. Um, but the kids don't know that, especially if an adult is telling them that, hey, drugs and alcohol are bad, don't do them. Um so those are the types of things that they need to prepare for. And it was clear that this was not test run by anybody. No, ask the kids some questions, but also ask the teachers some questions. You know, it's it's really um, it's really silly for for schools to address issues like drugs as if they're the only place where kids get information. Right. So kids come home and they watch television. They They talk to their parents. They read books. They talk to other kids and they learn stuff from each other. And then they go to school and school is like, no, we is where we are where you get the answers. So if they come in and they say drugs are bad, they're looking at everything else that they've uh, taken in as information and saying, oh, well, all y'all must be bad. Right. Because school said it or school is wrong because all the people I know that are good people do these things and they're doing them and they seem fine. So which one is it? It's very confusing. So you have to leave like. You have to leave room for the conversation with kids a lot of times. And right now, I don't think the school systems have done a good job of that. Maybe this is, you know, the turning point where people are going to start having more nuanced conversations about drugs and alcohol in schools. Um, because if these conversations are not had in this episode, uh, we get a student like Curtis, who was found with the cigarette, about to be suspended. You know, he goes into the bathroom. He has one cigarette. It set off the fire alarm, so we know he didn't smoke the whole thing. Uh, he says he didn't even like it. But the, the teachers are so busy trying to address the larger drug conversation that they forget to even ask him, what happened? How did you end up with this? Like, you've got a kid that seems like he smoked cigarettes. And yeah. even if he is, maybe we can talk him out of it, you know? So they end up having a sit down with him, talking it out. And then Janine has to go to the district and make sure his suspension is lifted. So for me, this is a great storyline, Gia. 
It was so good. And even though the beginning parts were really funny, obviously the conference room and the Q&A portion were the best parts of the episode. But I do like that they brought it back to the fact that this all started because there was a fire alarm that went off because a student tried a cigarette. But no one even bothered, like these teachers are people that we have come to know and love and know that how much they care about their students. But no one thought to ask the actual student involved in the situation uh, what possible, like what happened? Why were you, why did you smoke, essentially? And this is another instance where it was just a kid was curious and you know, wanted to try it, didn't like it, we'll probably never try it again. And it obviously a fire alarm isn't great, but it really isn't more than that. And for, you know, these are the types of conversations we have to have, especially for a school like Abbott Elementary, where primarily are black students, because these types of attitudes, if they're not corrected, like assuming already that this straight A student deserves a suspension for one wrong thing that he did that really in the grand scheme of things was not the worst thing in the world. And that, you know, instead of actually asking him about it, they, you know, went into this whole hysteria about, you know, drugs are bad, smoking's bad, this kid did a terrible thing. So just a lot of back and forth. So it was great to have that as the concluding part of the story. Yeah, we got the zero toler toler zero tolerance policy against drugs throughout this episode. We saw the 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 dang kindergartners getting their bags checked for drugs and alcohol. You know, like it's insane, but you know, it's realistic in this time to see stuff like that happen when when schools try to correct behaviors and they don't have a real nuanced way of dealing with that. So it was a fun episode, but the inciting incident, that cigarette did lead me to question one thing. This firefighter Okay, so we haven't talked about Melissa because, you know, we saw her step away from Gary, them them being on the wrong page. Um, but in this episode, we see that uh, Melissa might have eyes for someone else. The firefighter comes in. We don't really get his name, but we get that he is very Philly. And he also has a very similar upbringing to Melissa. They kind of like eyes. This actor is Michael Malley. Uh, Kurt Hummel's dad is back um, to scoop up another person uh, after their uh, previous relationship. This is what he does. Mr. Steal Your Girl, Michael Malley. Um, he's here. Him and Melissa make eyes for each other. What'd you say? I said, I see you, Mike. Yeah. The, Mike be knowing, okay? Him and Melissa make eyes for each other. This could be nothing. But yeah, I kind of want it to be something. It's definitely so. Why would they put this in if it, if it was going to be nothing? And uh, I don't know if you remember from last season, but Melissa does like firefighters. Mm, she does. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I did forget that. Okay. Again. She hijacked a whole fire truck because she likes firefighters so much. Yeah. Yeah. This mm -hmm. might be the one. This might be it. This, this might be what it. we're looking for here. Okay. Like, I love Gary to death, but also let's have some fun here. Mm -hmm. Let's have some fun here. Melissa got a fresh wanna, wig. We want his thoughts on marriage, though, like immediately. Yeah, like so, like out of the gate. Let's go ahead and get in front of that question right yeah. now because we don't want to waste our time. But yeah, we do like a good time. So, Melissa, do your thing. Uh, one other thing I want to highlight in this episode, obviously, is the Janine storyline. Um, we talked about this before. She's missing her kids. They're calling her by her first name because the new uh, substitute teacher is very laid back in her approach. Uh, another TikTok superstar uh sabrina Breyer, uh who is in this role uh most people will know her as the oh uh woman uh and she does deliver that amazing line throughout this episode at least once um she is the new sub and she is unorthodox in janine's opinion she's like uh we don't really have to capitalize proper nouns uh the kids can call me by my first name and also call janine by her first name as well as opposed to miss teague's Janine's not loving it. She's coming in. She's trying. She's trying to establish that this is still her classroom, Gia. But honestly, I don't think it is. I think that she really needs to come to terms with she made a decision. These kids are going to be taught by several other people throughout the year. And when she comes back, maybe she can have more influence. But right now, it's out of her hands. Yeah, unfortunately, that is the downside of her making the decision. We're definitely seeing Janine in a stronger role of more leadership, but she is going to have to really give up her class. It is still her classroom, 
But the teachers are seeing different subs all the time now because she's not there to make those initial connections with those students. And that was something that she was concerned about when, and she knew was a possibility when she accepted the position. So I do like that we have that concern being addressed here. But I mean, if we get all of these stars coming in to take on little guest spots to replace Janine or like act as her sub for, you know, like a defense against the dark arts uh, (laughs) type situation. I'm not upset about it. No, me neither. Janine eventually goes to Barbara for some advice and Barbara has to tell her, Hey, even when you came in, I thought your teaching um, style was a bit unorthodox in a lot of ways. You know, we've seen Barbara and Janine talking about technology and, you know, some of Barbara's like being set in her old ways and looking at the way Janine does things is like kind of not really her bag. Um, Janine, replies with um no that belief interferes with my perception of reality so and i was like yep sounds about right um but yeah she has to come to terms with it this is not my class anymore the class will be mine when i get back uh but i should also not be rude to this woman because janine was not even returning her like waves she goes and apologizes to her and this is the best thing in the world to me this woman jessica with no eye Okay, pause. Gia, is her name Jessica and she dropped the eye or is her na- did her mama name her Jessica? Because Janine is painting it as if she's choosing to go by Jessica instead of Jessica. Somehow I think both are true. I think this is yeah. just like, yeah, you know, <laughs> like somehow both answers are correct. She was a Jessica, but she goes by Jessica. But it was also like her family's okay. I can't explain it. I, it's not, it's not for me, but. We don't like this. No, yeah, we don't like no. this. Nope, this was a great one-time character, Jessica. Mm-hmm. And that's all I will say. <laughs> yeah, she basically tells Janine, hey, stop worrying about what I'm doing because I'm not even going to be here that long. You you thinking I'm going to be here for a long time, but this week has been exceptionally mid. So uh, I'll be tapping out. Uh, but also, I, I humbly accept your apology that I'm sure I deserve. Thank you. And closes the door in her face. So Jessica was here for a good time, not a long time, but these episodes were definitely a good time, Gia. This was so much fun. Uh, Overall, I think that, yeah, I'm happy that we've been talking about the episodes in pairs, but these two and the first two together, these are great episodes of Abbott Elementary, and I'm very excited to see what the rest of the season brings. It was so good. These were an excellent batch. I'm so excited for episodes five and six um for our next episode so yeah this is such a strong season even with the very different storylines than what i initially assumed we were getting yeah great time here uh remember the things that we learned in this episode obviously if you smoke the the devil's lettuce that's your feet gonna get big um you know there there are things there are gems here in abbott elementary that we should really hold on to and i think we learned a lot of them this episode and these are going to be a lot of good like conversation topics in the future but Speaking of the future, we will be back in two weeks to cover episodes five and six of Abbott Elementary uh, season three. Gia, until then, where can the people find you? You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Classically Gia for all my reality TV shenanigans. Also, um, since Survivor 46 is coming back this Wednesday, I'll be back on Inside Survivor doing all my regular uh, article writing with my good friend, Christine Palin, as well as silent podcasts for our weekly recaps of Survivor 46. All right. Thank you, Gia. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this again with me. This is so much fun. Yes, so, it was so um, fun. Yes. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, you can catch me on the this week's recap of Deal or No Deal Island. I'll be joining Rob and Jenny on RHAP to talk about the new reality show on NBC, Deal or No Deal Island. And it's up, it's gonna be a blast. Check it out. It's so much fun. Uh, also, I guessed it on the Black Buy Reality Podcast with Nicole Weaver to talk about the traders. I'll be talking about uh the Avatar The Last Airbender on nothing but Netflix this week as well. So I'm here and there. Mari and I, of course, are on Recap Kickback talking about our top five Black sitcoms. If you have not heard that podcast, please look out for it because it is going to be ridiculous. There's so many Black sitcoms. There are questions about what constitutes a, a sitcom altogether. 
Jason Reed's our guest. He's going to be refereeing the fight between me and Mari. So check that out and follow me on Twitter at Recap Kickback. Follow our YouTube page and make sure you hit the subscribe button at the bottom of this YouTube page video to uh, show us, you know, show us some love, get them subscriptions up, click like and, and share with your friends. Until next time, for Gia and for myself, you ain't got to go home, but you know the rest. Peace out. Can't feel my chest. Wait on life. I want to hold my breath. I'm going to get in my goddamn self.